Welcome to Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show is produced by my dedicated student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School, under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Brianna Meza and Emily Martin. And today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome the new principal of Desert Hot Springs High School, Mr. Omar Tinoco. Welcome, sir. Thank you. How you doing, Jim? All right. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. And tell everybody how long you've been with Palm Springs Unified and in what capacities. Just started my 10th year, actually, in the district. I wow. started James Workman Middle School, did four years there. Went over to Bubbling Wells for three years, Desert Springs Middle School uh, for two years and a few months, <laughs> and then went over to the high school recently. Awesome. Um, and you've been at the high school for how long? Two weeks. Two, two weeks. By the time this airs, we'll have like maybe six weeks. Yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> um, we do record a little in advance. So, um, we're very happy to have you at the helm of Desert Hot Springs High School. And um, sorry, a little distracted here. Give me a second. Okay, I'm back. Um, very happy to have you at the helm at Desert Hot Springs High School. And um, where did you come to Palm Springs Unified from? I was out in Marina Valley. I taught for 10 years over there. Oh. Omar, you look, people can't see you, but you look too young. You've already, you've been in education for over 20 years already? It's crazy, huh? Yeah, I started. It's crazy. You look like a baby. <laughs> I won't put you on the spot and ask how old you are, but trust me, if you had video, you'd be able to see he does look like a baby. Uh, where are you from? From El Segundo, California, down South Bay Area. Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. So you're not quite a homegrown boy but you're you're from the southern california anyway so yeah from cali all right well we know it's only been a couple of weeks but how's it going so far it's going well i really enjoyed it. it's been nice to see a lot of the families and kids that i had previously at the middle school and then at the elementary so yeah so you start so you started in cathedral city over at um james workman right you yeah. were an mm -hmm. assistant principal there then you you've kind of you you've run the gamut over in Desert Hot Springs because I did you first at Bubbling Wells for how long? There for four years. Four years as the principal of Bubbling Wells Elementary and um, and then went over to Desert Springs and so I'm sure you had some of those kids who who you had in elementary and then you saw got to see them again at the middle school. Yeah, and it's funny because I saw some of them and they were asking me, are you going to follow us to college next or how do we do it? Oh, well, so, never know. Well, did they ask you that in middle school or they asked you that over at the high school? They asked me that at the high school. Oh, so you've actually had, there's actually been a few kids where, maybe more than a few, where you, you were their principal in elementary and then in middle and now in high school. Yeah, the freshmen and sophomores. I've had them since, I believe, fourth and fifth grade. How cool. Yeah. I know that wasn't like, that wasn't exactly a game plan for anybody, probably including you, but yeah. it's certainly a, a, a cool thing that 
happened, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know that you, you became very connected to the, the kids and the city of Desert Hot Springs in general. Mm -hmm. Even you hadn't been there long before you got involved with the setting up a really cool intramural sports program. And I, I do want to talk about that, but you know, the, today is the, the first focus is your new gig. So we will get back to that because I think it's, I think it's really awesome, but you certainly like embraced the community and being a part of it. And now just, you know, being able to be at all three levels, I just think yeah. it's really cool. And I'm sure the kids are excited because you're, you're a pretty popular guy. You're not one of these principals that they said, Oh, please, Let's get somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of them were pretty happy, so that was. Well, nice. and you know, just judging by and and this is one of my barometers as the communications person for the district. You know, when I post social media, when there's a, a an announcement of a new position and uh, in the leadership ranks. Yeah, that comes out of the board meetings. You know, I'm able to really gauge the popularity of the people and the positions based on how much activity comes out of those posts. And I have to tell you, you really blew up my phone. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, uh, some, some that happens some, with some more than others. And I have to say, you are near the top in terms of. Now, and then I start reading the comments and I would, no, I say a hundred percent of them were very, very happy. And the people who have known you or the people who you've been their principal, like several comments from um, people at uh, parents at Desert Springs Middle School were like happy for them and very sad for us. Yeah. <laughs> Because you were leaving them, and how long? You were only the principal there for what? Two years. Two years and a few months. Yeah. Yeah. So, however, the good news is, and you know, I'm sure that they made the jump to that. Few of them even commented, "We'll get to see you again when our kids get over there." So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very, very cool. So your your first impressions so far are very positive. Mm -hmm. Sounds like. Yeah, I really, I've enjoyed it. The first uh, couple of weeks, I dedicated some time to staff where they could come in for about 10, 15 minutes and just share their concerns and things that are working well and just even introduce themselves. And that worked really, really well with them. Um, normally, I would do that with the students first, but since I know a lot of them, I would just be, I would just talk to them at lunch and pass some period and reconnect with them that way. So, well, yeah, it's nice, you know, it's nice for the students because um, their, their principal um, left for a, a new position in another district and, and mm -hmm. happy for her, it's what she wanted to do, Dr. Coda. Um, it's nice that the person who came in is somebody that uh, close to half the school is already familiar with. So yeah. that's, that's cool. Yeah, and it's also anyone that knows Desert Hot Springs, it's you know, it's Desert Hot Springs. There's a great community, great kids. Um, but really, it's, I think it's bringing back some of that self-worth to the kids that they've lost. Um, and that's really going to be our focus for the next eight months for that culture piece for us. Excellent. And so 
you know, I don't like to talk about negative things, but, you know, reality is reality. And the reality is, is that um, during the first couple of months of this school year, Desert Hot Springs High School had uh, some challenges and primarily around some aggressive behaviors. Um, and, and I think you'd agree that a lot of that is attributed to the fact that there's a, a, you know, a whole grade level at the school who missed a year of, you know, being on a high school campus so that the, um, the sophomores, you know, basically their freshman year, they were online. And so getting back into, for all the kids, but it's probably especially for them, getting back into um, in-person instruction and being isolated for so long, I think where some of those aggressive behaviors probably stems from. Do you agree? Yeah, and I think a lot of it too is we're gonna have a good two to three years of just really difficult navigating of credits. Um, a lot of our sophomores are doing well now, but they failed most of their freshman year because of the online, they just didn't connect to that piece. Um, so for that group of students, it's really hard to catch them up by their senior year because they'll need to do a winter session, summer session, uh, maybe give up an elective to do a course. So we're going to get creative for the next few years. Yeah, and um, I think that, well, not I think, I know that as we moved into, you know, maybe the toward the third month of school, um, things have calmed down on the campus at the high school. And um, do you, you feel like coming back into the second semester, things will be calmer and better? I think so. Um, we really ended the two weeks that I was there with me getting on the intercom and talking to the kids um, and really just making them aware that the changes that are gonna be coming up are for them. And really, they're the ones that need to take pride and ownership in the school because they're the ones that are the biggest number <laughs> of people on campus. Um, and just reminding them that anything that they post, anything that they do negatively reflects on the school and really feeds into that negative persona that the high school has. And, and it shouldn't. Like we have such amazing kids, great programs. We believe we have some the most dual enrollment courses on our campus. Um, and it's just letting the kids know about that and the families know about it and creating plans for the kids to really just you know, keep forward. And, you know, you, you bring up a really important point, and that is about pride and ownership um, of, of what, of their, of their school and of what, you know, the, so that the kids know that, you know, they're really driving the bus and you're there to facilitate it and you want to, you know, work with them to make things the best they can be. And you're not there as the, you know, suspension or expulsion cop, but rather you don't, you don't want to do that, right? I mean, we don't, we don't want to, we're not trying to, to be punitive. We want our kids to grow and prosper. And a lot of it's just relationship building. And I mean, obviously a tone needs to be set when we get so far on the needle of where we were. Um, but we, we, even with the backing of the community, I was able to meet with the mayor. Um, and I really explained to him that if you want to improve DHS, then you need to really put some time into the high school because our students 
either graduate and leave town or they leave town to work, that they are essentially your next DHS resident. So really putting more time into that. Um, and hopefully after a few years, we'll see an improvement in both the city and the school. Oh, amen to that, Omar, definitely. Um, so so what do you feel are like some of the, uh, you mentioned like the, the dual enrollment, what other highlights do you, can you cite about what's happening at Desert Hot Springs High School? Um, well, we have a lot of, you know, some good pathways that we have kids involved with. Um, we're bringing extra personnel in after the break. Um, and it's really adults for kids to connect with. Um, you know, we're bringing a couple supervision aides. Uh, they're going to help us during passing and uh, lunches. But their kids that I had at the middle school and James Workman now are adults, and they're coming back to give it forward. And they're going to focus on A to G with our student athletes, so that way our student athletes can have not only just their counselor, but they'll have a young you know, guy. Um, that wait, can wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that some of your kids from Workman are now going to be uh, staff members working with kids on like social emotional stuff? And yeah, absolutely. Old. Mm. Does yeah. that feel so old? Even though <laughs> it does. Right here in your head, but yeah. that kind of stuff, it's like, oh man. You know, that's when it kind of hits you, right? <laughs> it's nice to see them give forward and pay it forward, you know. Um, so between that and our wellness center, we have, um, you know, extra counselors. We're going to revamp the counseling just a little bit um, for focus on really trying to get the students before they get to their junior year, where they fully understand the A to G matrix and how decisions can affect them in the long run. Um, so I think everyone working together, I think we're going to make some good things. So yeah, so you're, you're just talking about academic counseling, and I guess I was talking about social-emotional counseling, and the good yeah. news is that we have both, and we've expanded both, especially where there's the highest need, and Desert Hot Springs in general is one of those, and uh, one of those areas, and the high school specifically, and so that's all really good news, and our parents need to know that those uh, resources are available to their students so you know they will see it um, as well in the um, you know when they when they get back they will they will see and feel it but if for some reason you don't feel that it's enough or that your students needs are not being addressed I know I can confidently say you can pick up the phone and you can call this guy directly because I yeah. don't need to call. So, and if yeah. you're a parent, you know how to reach him. Um, so. And we'll do some coffee with the counselors and other events once things open up a little bit more. Because um, the community is a big piece. We're going to need their help quite a bit. Excellent. And, you know, it's, it's all about doing whatever we can to help our kids in every day in every way but especially now because it's 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 challenging for all of us and you know we thought <laughs> we thought for a while that we were toward the end of this and now we come to find out that we have a surge of a different kind hopefully not as bad as it was you know um two years ago but it's it's not great right now and everybody just needs to you know hang in and try not to take it out on each other because we're yeah. all frustrated you know mm -hmm. and and i think that that's hard like i mean even us as adults you know 
we all have our routines and we all, you know, want it to be business as usual. And we have to pivot when things get challenging. It's that much harder for the kids, mm -hmm. you know, and, and because for them, routine is even more important. And um, that, you know, especially, if, you know, when you talk about the home lives of some of our kids, uh, a lot of our kids mm -hmm. is not stable. So they come to school and they want that, not want, they need that mm -hmm. stability in school. And so we're doing everything we can to provide that. And, and that's one thing I told the mayor too, is I'd really like the high school to be kind of like the epicenter focus of the town. Get to the point where we can open our track on the weekends or afternoons so parents can go use it and have our theater departments do some you know programs throughout the year for the community to come in and look at them. Definitely. And um, that's kind of a good transition. He said track and I'm going to go back to sports now because well, I mean, one of the, one of the marks that you certainly made uh, pretty quickly when you got to Desert Hot Springs, and maybe you even started it in Cathedral City. I don't remember, but I do remember, I think you were still at Bubbling Wells and you started a pretty robust intramural sports program. Um, I think it was in the whole district, right? I don't even think it was just Desert Hot Springs. No, it was just uh, the DHS schools. Oh, it was, okay. The purpose of it is our kids never really got together too often or some of the sports leagues were too expensive for the kids. So it at least gave them one big tournament a year where their parents could come, they could wear their shirts, we did trophies. Um, so it was really nice. And then we also started doing that with the middle schools as well towards the end. Yeah, so while you were at Bubbling Wells, you started an elementary program, right? Mm -hmm. the, it was, I just remember the, you sent me a pretty, um, I don't know if you sent it to me directly or I just saw it online, but it was a pretty expansive, uh, extensive um, slideshow sent to music. And it was you couldn't help but just feel great watching that. And I can imagine for the families that had their kids involved and the kids themselves to have that kind of outlet. And like you said, like bringing together kids from the different schools and having the opportunity to do some friendly competition. I, that's so great. And sports is, you know, it's just like so important. So I know like during COVID, I'm sure that, that you know, that had an impact. Yeah. had to put that aside for a while um is the elementary program still going on are you still involved in it uh, i'm not involved but they are they did keep it going on so they did it once a year so look at that you yeah. have a legacy right there <laughs> yeah and how about so how about the middle school program? uh the middle schools i believe we still um need to get it going back up um but yeah we did we played the other schools and we also did a tournament so the middle school was between, was in the whole district. So the middle schools from the other, um, I mean, the, the rest of the middle schools in the district. Yeah, we did that. And we also did a football tournament with all the middle schools in the district. Very cool. So mm -hmm. uh, where does this passion for sports come from? Or is it not even about sports? It's just about a way to. Yeah, I love sports. I played basketball in high school. I am a huge Dodger Laker fan. Um, but I yeah, think spit. that's true. I just remember like your handle on, I don't even know if it's called a handle, but your, uh, Instagram. Yeah. Name, Los Locos, right? Or Los Lakers, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. It really, and I think, I believe every like elementary age student should play a season of something. Um, and it's not for the camaraderie or the winning, which is nice, but they learn to lose. And I have noticed a lot of kids don't know how to lose. Um, and it's a huge skill. It's a huge thing that you need to learn in life. You know what? You don't hear people say that too often, Omar, and yet that is so true. Mm. That is like, I, I remember learning that lesson, like it hit me over the head yeah. and um, I was not into sports or anything like that. I did play softball in like, I don't know, junior, it was junior high. Um, because I came from back east, but um, I pretty much, I was always very bright and everything I went for, I got. I mean, I'm, I, it sounds really cocky, but it's true. Like every, uh, I would, you know, enter poetry contests and I'd win and I, whatever I wanted, I pretty much like, you know, applied and got it until I applied for like an internship, a summer internship at, the daily newspaper, which is huge. It's Newsday. It's one of the biggest papers in the country. But I just figured, well, this is my local paper and I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. And I did not. They only picked like 30 kids and it was a summer program and I didn't get it. And I was just devastated. I didn't know what to do with it. And like your point about and that was only that was the first time of many things I didn't get. But and my college my college professor ended up my he became my mentor but it was my journalism professor and in my first class he gave me a b and i was like this is my major like well he gave me a b and later on he told me i you deserve the a and i'm like well why didn't you give me the a he goes because you came in here thinking you were all that and he said and i needed to make you realize that you could you could do more you know like so some kids come in and they deserve a c and they get a b because they need confidence. You need it to be knocked down a few notches. And it was like one of the most valuable lessons I learned. So it is, yeah. Instilling that at a young age is just as important mm -hmm. as um, you know, learning how to win. You gotta learn how to lose too. Yeah. So yeah, way cool. All right, before we run out of time, I wanna talk about one other thing. And that is you are currently the president of um, the Palm Springs Unified's charter of the Association of California School Administrators, also known as DAXA, AXA, and you are the president of the Palm Springs Leadership Association. So tell everybody, um, what is our group about and um, what are we, I say we because I'm a member, what are we trying to accomplish? So really our biggest focus are um, raising money for scholarships for our seniors. Uh, that's our biggest um, you know, thing that we do. But also, it's just a camaraderie of the support for the administrators in the city. Um, it's been difficult in the pandemic because usually after our meetings, we would all get together and it gives us a time because a lot of times administrators feel like they're on an island and just to sit with someone else and talk to them and, you know, vent and share ideas and things that are working. It's, it's always been nice. Um, and then on the access side, <clears throat> really people that take advantage of it and go to the networking opportunities or the or seminars or some conferences, the amount of people you'll meet and the connections you'll make is incredible. And I still keep in touch with a lot of the people I've met throughout the years. Because education is kind of small. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And you, you know, you always have to, 
I say this just in general, especially living in the Coachella Valley, where we've grown quite a bit, but we're still smallish compared to some other places. You've got to be real careful about what you say what to who, you know, uh, or what you say to who. That's what I meant. Because circles cross. And especially in education, you could be working with somebody here and then you're at, your paths will cross 20 years from now in a different capacity. They remember. So yeah, always be kind and, um, and respectful to everyone. That's, that's what I think. And as far as uh, PSLA goes, I mean, I'm very proud of the work that PSLA has done. Um, uh, you talk about scholarships. The scholarships are specifically for the seniors of our staff members and not just the leadership although every once in a while it's a it's it's an axa it's a uh PSU, psla member whose mm -hmm. child gets a scholarship but by and large it's the you know teachers uh could be the cafeteria workers mm -hmm. custodians when they're when their students are uh are qualified to receive a scholarship that we're able to provide that. And we, we've been providing $1,000 scholarships more and more every year that we do through fundraising. And um, so we appreciate the support we get from our staff members when we go ahead and raffle off like at <laughs> Disneyland Family Four Pack. We're grateful to our sponsors mm -hmm. of those awards, usually yeah. Altura, Credit Union and Schools First, Federal Credit Union, so thank you for that. And um, of course, to the PSLA leadership, and Omar, you're doing a fabulous job, and I know you've been on the board for a while in different capacities, so that is very much appreciated, and I'm sure you'll, it, when your reign as president is over, you'll move into another post, because Probably. <laughs> I, know, um, I know you enjoyed it, you enjoy it, and you're well-respected. So finally, what are your future education goals for you personally? You want to be a superintendent? I was worried you were going to ask me that. It's so funny because we were talking about it with another principal yesterday. And my idea was high school basketball coach and history teacher. And that was going to end there and that would be like my ending spot. Took a totally different route. Wow. And yeah. And so I don't know. You know, it's I'm still relatively younger um, in my career, even though I'm you know, 20, 21 years in, so I can retire a little bit earlier. But I don't know. I'm, I'm hopefully to stay at the high school for a little bit and really making some systematic changes there, but also just getting to know those kids and giving them the opportunities to go to college or even careers. I think we really lack in that sometimes. I was um, thinking that, and I, I certainly don't mean this in a bad way at all, that if you took a position at the district office or above, you know, or that would, you know, I'm talking about um, administration at the district level, that the kids would really be missing out and maybe even you, because that connection seems really strong and apparent to those of us on the outside looking in. So. Yeah. And it is, it's the best part of the job. You can have a horrible day, but you'll end the day with a conversation with a kid or go to a football game or a soccer game. It's nice. Well, I, it's apparent that from where you sit, it's all about the kids. So we're lucky to have you 
as the principal at Desert Hot Springs High School. Thank you for everything you've done over the past 10 years and what you will continue to do as we move forward. So awesome. thank you. Thanks. I appreciate it, John. Yeah, thanks for being here. And thanks for joining us. We learn something new every day. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Brianna and Emily, and we'll see you next week.